Hello and welcome to the podcast devoted entirely to the show that is the Great British Bake Off. This week in the tent, the bakers took on puddings. And controversially, they hardly used their ovens at all. What are we going to have next week? Make an ice cream sundae, create your own corny yogurt. Having said that, Liam couldn't master jelly, which is literally boiling a kettle, pouring it on some gelatin and chucking it in the fridge for two hours. Nevertheless, Pudding Week will go down in Bake Off history, purely because Jan managed to say the line, if you're going to serve cake, serve it phallic. I'm not sure she's really thought that one through. Congratulations on the birth of your daughter, penis cake. Well done on passing your GCSEs, penis cake. Sorry to hear about your divorce. Actually, that one could work. This week, we welcome back artist and new Bake Off fan, Susie Smith. She's lying, I hate puddings. Yeah, she hates puddings, but we're going to make her talk about them anyway. Yay! We can always start uh, today's podcast with the way that Noel weirdly started um, the first task, which is, you know, they go ready, set, bake. Yeah. And he went, ready. Sandy said, set. And he went, bake. (laughs) So you can tell ready. Okay, go. Ready. Set. Break. <laughs> Seriously, listen, listen out for it. Like you can tell that even though it's a few episodes in, he's already bored of saying that. Just phrase. has to uh, spice it up a little. I told you he's going to keep getting weirder as the t- as the episodes go on. I enjoyed him frolicking at the beginning of this episode. Yes, I feel like he frolics quite naturally. Yeah, and the camera just picked it up. He was just doing that for fun on the lunch break, and then Sandy <laughs> felt like joining in because she was not in the limelight. Yeah. I think she that Noel's given Sandy a new lease of life. The new wardrobe for the Great British Bake Off yeah. has given Sandy a new lease of life, but also hanging around with the youths. I think <laughs> youths. that's why she was really... You know he's like 40, right? Okay, he looks <laughs> he looks very youthful. He I does. feel like he looks more youthful than I do. I, I, I get I'll ID'd dress... in Tesco for trying to buy, like, scissors and stuff. Just, <laughs> Let's yeah, dress so... you up as Noel Fielding one day for a fair comparison. I would happily just live as a doppelganger of Noel Fielding. <laughs> Let's do it. I'd have no problem thinking, I really should go get my hair cut, I really should do something about my dress sense. But think how much black dye you'd get through. It would get everywhere. You'd have to be sponsored by Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> as long as I had money and a decent haircut, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the thing people probably don't know about this podcast is I make my guests pose as some sort of confectionery biscuit savoury snack every week in front of the camera really awkwardly she does yeah so this week because (laughs) it's pudding week i thought what is the weirdest pudding snack related to the bake-off we could have they had steamed school puddings Mm. who buys that where do they even come from second one was molten chocolate peanut butter cakes you don't want to hold something that says molten Molten. no (laughs) Uh, so i thought lastly buy some jelly from the trifle terrine yay so I did, went into Waitrose, bought some jelly. I have to say, it felt really wrong spending my money on jelly. That's because you went to Waitrose and bought it. Well, You want 17p, smart price jelly. So in the end, I just ended up buying those jelly cubes and, and posing with those. Yeah. yeah, which do actually taste quite nice, but a little bit sickly. Yeah, I was a little bit worried that when you said that you had tried a jelly cube before. Yeah, yeah. why is that worrying? Because it... I mean, jelly as a food stuff in itself Broaden is worrying. Your mind, Broadened, <laughs> and I don't like jelly. Okay, set in my ways. Set in do your not ways. like jelly. <laughs> I don't like jelly. Uh, I'm set in my ways. Wonderful. Just, Funny oh, when I don't even realise. Write that one down. Good. Uh, so, <laughs> so I wasn't going to start, you know, with eating raw jelly just to see if I like it. No, but we do have photographic evidence. So yeah, it gets everywhere on your hands. Mm. 
What is jelly? It's like eating plastic anyway. Jelly's kind of made out of the inside of cows and food colouring. <laughs> Lovely. I'm pleased that was all over my hands now for a photo. And in my mouth. <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about the first Bake Off challenge this week. Let's do it. So Pudding Week, the signature challenge to begin with was a steamed school pudding. I have issue with this. I have issue with everything, <laughs> but especially this task. In, in massive ways. First of all, steaming is not baking. <laughs> Isn't that what you do to broccoli on a Sunday? Yes. If it was the Great British Steam Off, fine, <laughs> but it's not. The whole episode is null and void as far as I'm concerned, because that was not a bake. It was a steam. It was a steam. They had like special steam baths, like this is a thing that exists. You can't just whack it in a pot. No, the budget on this bake-off this year has gone extremely high. I mean, they've had waffle makers. Purely for the technical challenge, they're buying a lot of new equipment. Because so, they've run out of ideas. Yeah, but they're not baking in any of these tasks. No. They're just doing some other skill which might go wrong and it's purely for entertainment. Great British off. Just get rid of the bake entirely. Exactly. The Great it's British ridiculous. off is, is sort of something that's happening in Europe at the moment. <laughs> But I agree. Steam puddings, there is a sort of skill in it, I guess. Oh, there's a skill. But it's the same skill you have as a kid when you go to the beach and try and tip out a sandcastle. <laughs> yes. That is the skill. After waiting for the sandcastle to set for maybe an hour and a half. But like that's they were cheating. Doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's waiting and then tipping. But the other issue that I have is that are school puddings a thing anymore? I don't know. When were they ever a thing? So I had steamed puddings at okay. school. So like... Spotted Dick? Yeah, I have heard of Spotted Dick. You've only heard of Spotted Dick? I've never had Spotted Dick. Say that again for the benefit of the tape. I've never had Spotted Dick. It actually tastes quite nice, but the thing is, it's all... It's weird. It sounds weird. And in guarantee, in, in any classroom or, or canteen these days at school, you couldn't get away with serving spotted dick, let alone saying spotted dick. <laughs> I can't even listen to a conversation about it without crying my eyes <laughs> out. Listeners, let us know if you'd had spotted dick. <laughs> Have you had spotted dick and how was it? Rate it out of ten. I don't think it's a thing no. anymore at all. No. What do kids eat for pudding these days? Well, I feel like... Uh, Jamie Oliver sort of ruined it all for everyone. <laughs> yes. No it, more chicken nuggets for pudding No for you. more nuggets for pudding. <laughs> Don't have a turkey Twizzler at break time. Right. He just ruined the fun for children's dinners. Uh, I feel <laughs> like he is the reason there are no longer school steam puddings in the world. I think so. They're just getting an apple now, aren't they? So, Julia had no idea what it was because she grew up in Russia, therefore oh, didn't have a school point. steam pudding. So obviously had to practice and go, yeah. What? What are these English people doing? <laughs> but there were some weird flavours in the steam pudding. You sort of think, as you said, spotted dick, raisins, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that's not really adventurous. But Kate, for example, this week, she did Earl Grey Ooh. steamed pudding with lemon and bergamot. Okay, I'm partial to an Earl Grey and I can see how the lemon and bergamot would work. But it sounds more kind of savoury. Didn't they have suet in these? Oh, you know, I don't even know what suet is. It's another weird, Meat another weird animal product, which is also made up out of bits of cow. Why do we just eat bits of cow? <laughs> Not even the good bits. Yeah. When they do beef week, I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, but she wasn't the only one to do a rather weird flavouring this week. Both Liam and Stacey decided to do Cherry Bakewell steamed puddings. Ah, now I did pay attention to that bit because I love Cherry Bakewells. They're amazing. Who, who was the best out of those two, in your opinion? Oh, in my opinion, mm. rather than the show's opinion. <laughs> 
your opinion is what counts, Greer. I really just have a strong disliking for Stacey, so I think <laughs> Liam's was the best, whether it was or not, really. But on the show, Stacey did have the upper hand with the cherry bakewell pudding. Um, she did get a Hollywood handshake. Ooh. And I know that's a sign of quality, apparently. I don't finish my day at work and someone shakes my hand. Like, <laughs> Do I just not do a good enough job? Is that it? Do you know what they needed? Mr Kipling himself to come in and... Oh, they did. And judge. Yes. Good old Kipling. When you said Mr Kipling, I thought Rudyard Kipling of Jungle Book <laughs> fame. And I was like, isn't he are we dead? Sure, are we sure he's not the one that makes the pie? <laughs> Maybe that's his real dream and he just had to write the books to fund it. It's like a marketing exercise. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Yeah, I think so. But Is... his legacy lives on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the pudding week of the Great British Bake Off. The Rudyard Kipling week. <laughs> Paul is being very liberal with this Hollywood handshakes. There were two in the signature challenge this week. Two. Jan got a handshake for her mango steam pudding mm. and Stacey for the cherry bakewell. It has lost all meaning yeah, now. Yeah, too much. 100%. He's trying to be a gimmick and... <laughs> oh. he, he needs to think more carefully about this. Yeah. Do you think he's trying to do the handshakes because... Like, at some point, they're going to bring out, like, an action figure of Paul Hollywood that shakes <laughs> people's hands. I mean, that's not a great movement for a child's toy, really. But, no, but no. I can imagine it. So could Paul's I. Paul's Hollywood handshake. That sounds like something completely different. <laughs> a game to play with your family this Christmas. <laughs> Liam was very close to getting a Hollywood handshake, but he didn't, he didn't get quite there. Oh, when you say quite close to, do you mean like Paul put his hand out and then did that nyeh, 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 uh, thing? Yes, 100% that <laughs> happened. It made the show more interesting, <laughs> definitely. Um, but Noel Fielding asked, because he didn't get the handshake, would he like a Fielding fondle? Oh, yes. I would like a Fielding fondle. I also, I also would, yes. Yeah. I don't mind if he gives them out liberally. Make my day. Last time I was on this, it was cake week. It was. And I don't like cake very much. No. And I think we've already established that steamed puddings aren't a thing. The thing that I've noticed is they've put the, the crap bit back in where they talk about the, the history of baking. They have. The infomercial is back. Because I like that change in format. I like not having to learn about historical steamed puddings. Do you think they've got extra time now because they've got less contestants or they're just planning it really badly? Well, that's the only thing I can think of, that there's more time because there's less people, yeah. and therefore less content to put in. Why is that? I just don't <laughs> understand. You have a show length, they're doing the same thing. Why add in just a, a educational yeah. trip? D does Noel just really want to go on holiday, and it's the only time you can go <laughs> on holiday during the Bake Off and for work reasons? I just don't understand. No, during that bit, I go and I make a cup of tea as if the adverts were on, so they may as well just put in more adverts. Yeah, they'd make more money that way. Yeah, no one wants to learn about where suet comes from. We just want to be sold things. Exactly. Especially when we've just eaten dinner, we really <laughs> don't need to know where suet comes no. from. Oh gosh, imagine that. What, you actually went to like an abattoir or something? Yes. I'd watch that one. If they just went, and so this week we are using suet in our steam puddings and to find out how we made suet, <laughs> we've suet. sent ex-presenter Mary Berry to <laughs> a uh, Russian abattoir. Oh, gosh. And she's there in one of those sort of forensic outfits with a really like scared look on her face. Mopping up blood off yeah. the floor. Go on, Mary. Go on. We'll give you yeah. your money if you do this. And maybe at the end they give her a small piece of suet and a small piece of gelatine to take home. 
Yeah, in a little, a little like knapsack on her back with a stick and like in a tea towel, and she just walks <laughs> off into the distance. They're not going to give her a lift home. She just has to walk I back think from Russia. Just be crying. Probably. Why is this in Russia? I don't know. Just it, it sounded scary to be in Russia. I've also watched, been watching a BBC Two documentary about Russia because I'm 23, but apparently an old woman. So <laughs> Russia's just on my mind. Yeah, that's that's fair. Again, topical. She went to Cambridge. I wrote down Sandy. Sandy Toxford. Yes, she did go to Cambridge to discover the original steam pudding. So, do you think it was just an excuse for her to go back to Cambridge, where she went to university? Oh, you know what it was university like reunion yep was booked in oh no sorry i can't go i've got <laughs> I've filming got, i've got, I've got work off. yeah oh come on sandy just come anyway you're yeah. the most famous out of all of us you've got to be there yeah it's like doing a business trip and then staying for two nights instead of one on the company because your mates live in birmingham yes that is what's I've never happened. done this <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah that's why i reckon so if if noel ends up next week going on his travels We'll see where that where he ends where, up. Where, where, so if he where's he from London, isn't he? Yeah, so if he goes to he London, go if he choose anywhere. Oh, Mars. I don't know. Mars. Yeah. If we if next week we have to go to the moon to learn about the original croissant, then <laughs> we all know what's happening. Let's move on from the annoying steamed suet pudding of deliciousness onto the technical challenge which this week was to make six molten chocolate cakes filled with peanut butter. I also take issue with this. So they looked good. That's fine. Skill, blah, blah. I must admit the technical challenge is my least favourite bit. No, it's not. Because it's the people, they're just making the same stuff and they're all going to have problems. So, And I was drinking my tea during that bit. So, You seem to have a lot of tea during Bake Off. <laughs> Do you just have a very large mug or is it several trips? Just If it was bread week, I'd be fine. I like savoury, but I'm just not... Not a very sweet person, Graham. That's why I get you on for the sweet weeks. <laughs> the main thing that bothered me was that at the end, when they're judging it, they call it a blind test. <laughs> now, because everyone had to like get their puddings out at a certain time and then take them over, the judges could clearly see who everyone was. But the camera tried to like shield it by just by just showing the people's arms, the baker's arms, like putting their stuff down. Everyone knew who had baked in inverted so commas. What? I'm very angry. Yeah. There could have been some bias then. They would know whose arms they were. But Paul and, I was about to say Mary. Yeah. Well, Mary, uh, Mary too. too. They, they didn't have blindfolds on or anything. They could see the people in front of them bringing stuff. I'm sure names were mentioned. Don't call it a blind taste test. It was weird because it was one of those challenges where they've had the staggered start time. So they mm. all had to leave the tent and poor Julia stood on her own, shaking in her boots, <laughs> having to make a molten chocolate cake on her own. Yeah. And then Sophie comes in next, Julia having a faff, don't know what she's doing, <laughs> looks over at Sophie, picks up some tips about whisking. Is, it's not fair, is it? It's not really. It's not like running around a track, there's no inside and outside lane. I mean, no. how can you even it up for fairness-wise? You want to be the last person. You do, so you can see what everyone else has done and how yeah, exactly. badly it's gone. As you say, it was a blind taste test. But Prue and uh, Paul were sat with their backs to the contestants just on another table in this ever-growing tent. Were they? You see, I didn't notice that bit. They were. They had their backs to I the just, contestants. I saw the arms and that was it. The main reason I thought this challenge was rubbish is because those puddings you can buy for 99p for two of them <laughs> from That's your local value. supermarket uh, and put them in the microwave for a minute and it's done. There we go. That that is I know I didn't make that, but no steaming required. Oh, microwavable 
pudding is what they've done for the technical challenge this Great week. Great British microwave off. Exactly. Another show I'd watch. Screw it, I'd go in that. I must admit the contestants' ones did look lovely and I'm sure they tasted yeah. really good. The peanut butter was a good idea. People in this challenge have been very secretive with their timings. So they only had to bake, if you're going to call yeah. it baking, baking it for about eight minutes. And so all of them were sort of whispering, going, I'm going to bake it for 10 minutes. I'm going to bake it for 12. <laughs> I'm going to bake it for six. And it's like, well, okay, but you're all having staggered start times. It doesn't really matter. It's such a yeah. short amount of time that if you baked it for seven or eight, who cares? Yeah, surely. It's it going to be matter. the same. As long as it melts in the middle, that's all you need. I didn't really understand the science behind it. But then at the same time, I did just zone out during the um, historical bit. So it's my own fault. Sophie was first in the technical challenge this week. Very, very close to Liam, who mm. I can see how much he wants a star baker. He wants that star. <laughs> he wants to ring his mum at the end of the episode and go, Mum, I've made you proud. I'm star yep. baker. But he hasn't got there yet. So close. He will. He will, I'm sure. They'll give everyone a crack at it. I think so. Stephen can't have it every week. <laughs> I, going into Pudding Week, did not want a trifle because they are made by Satan <laughs> and should be wiped off the face of the earth. However, it wasn't really a trifle. It involved jelly. And mm. I have never heard of what Sandy called an ornamental trifle terrine. I don't think anyone has. No. That's, is that saying make a trifle, but it's ornamental so you don't have to eat it? Yeah. It's not baking. It's just structure again. Yes, it's structuring something, waiting long enough for it to be cold, and then the turning out thing. Yeah. I mean... That's it. Again, a lot of tipping up. Baking. Yeah, I sort of missed people looking in a fearful way at their ovens yeah. this week. Yeah, there was, there was no oven action. No oven action. No. And they just, yeah, they were only scared during the last bit with the tipping. So, Stephen, he did possibly one of the coolest looking things I've seen on Bake Off. Yeah, it was great. an American flag jelly but it had these stars running through all of it and the stripes running through all of it it was beautiful it was amazing it was a work of art it really was but i think he is maybe more style than substance he makes beautiful things but i think paul commented that um had too much gelatine in it and it was just a bit you know, claggy or too much yeah too much cow but yeah he I'm, i think he's very good <laughs> too much cow i think he's very good at what he does but um he made this point with his stars and stripes thing he was like um yeah because i visited nine states in america all right. Yeah. Which is a bit... It's fine. I don't care. Just go to your states, be good at baking, be on Instagram. Yeah. I've been to me alone. Norfolk Broads once. You don't hear me talking about it. <laughs> baking my jellies like a canal boat. <laughs> so I've come to the conclusion, as many people have, I'm sure that Stephen wants to be the star. He wants his own show after this. I think that he is aiming for... Yeah worldwide celebrity i think so especially because he had stars in his jelly yeah he is the star he wants to be the next paul hollywood and paul i think has sort of let him do that by the week i don't know if yeah. you saw it when he um, made such a good bake that paul sat down in <laughs> stephen's chair and let <laughs> stephen stand next to prue okay i have a theory yes do you think paul hollywood's trying to pick a successor Oh. I mean, he's getting on a bit. He's not super old, but at some point he'll need someone to carry the Hollywood mantle. Yep. And I, th and I think that but does Stephen that, might, be, might be him. Does that mean Stephen's sort of got to marry into the Hollywood family, though? <laughs> Do we know Stephen's last name? What if it was Stephen's sign and then he could be Stephen Hollywood's sign? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Or Stephen Star, Stephen Hollywood Star. Or Wax. 
Hollywood wax. Yeah. Oh Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second. I was thinking like ruby wax. Right. Yeah. Or Paul's not trying to use Stephen as a successor to carry on the beautiful baking traditions, but Stephen is trying to usurp him. Stephen so could see. become the Channel Four Nadia. She yeah. was the winner, and now he's on everything. So do you think that maybe Stephen, every time he gets his Hollywood handshake, is just steely a little bit of Paul's essence? Was it James that did a Union Jack? Actually, James... Yang did something. Yang did a sort of cityscape round her, Tareen, and she had a sort of poppy centrepiece to sort of show Mm. when her family moved here to England. I was so impressed by her. It was my absolute favourite. Yeah. And the way that she had that syringe full of food dye into that gelatin, you can tell that she works in, was she molecular biologist? Something something. like that. But she was like, yeah, pro with a syringe. Yeah. So from it's a, not the Great British Syringe Off, is it? James, his was quintessentially British. He tried to go full-on Union Jack and would mm. not stop going on about the time he wasn't allowed to stay out at the Silver Jubilee because he was ill or something. I don't understand why he's taken issue with that. Is he, is he a massive royalist? I'm not sure. I feel like it's possibly a, another harrowing childhood experience he's not been able to yeah. get over and make this bake was like his therapy, like this podcast <laughs> seems to be mine. Um, <laughs> But it's a terrible story compared to um, Stephen's nine states in America. Exactly. Uh-huh. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to see something in my own country that happened <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> but I've been to nine other states. I've been to more of America than most American people. Exactly. So James meant well with his wonderful story and his wonderful trifle terrain. However, it didn't really go well for him. He ended up being the baker to leave the tent this week which was quite sad because I feel like he didn't have his time to shine yet. His personality sort of came out with the little story about the Silver Jubilee, but we didn't hear or see anything more from him. He seemed like a genuinely nice man, and when they kind of kicked him to the curb at the end, everyone was remarking on that, and it would have been nice to have the chance to see a bit more. I was surprised that Liam wasn't the one to go out this week, actually. Mm. I know he's a favourite with everyone on social media. They all just tweet about Liam, and it seems that Prue and Sandy both have a little soft spot for Liam I think he's the youngest and he's quite sweet but the way that Sandy comforted him it was that you could really feel the sense of community and I think even though they didn't really bake on Bake Off this week I like the fact that everyone was sticking together and even though it's a competition they're all looking out for each other so I'm quite happy to support Bake Off on that basis alone (laughs) community (laughs) yes you say they were sticking together with community that was sort of the problem with Liam though his jelly didn't stick, <laughs> didn't stick together. It was just juice. It was. I felt bad for the guy. Like he clearly, he wants it. He wants. He wants to win this, or at least prove that he's able to get a little bit further. So, I don't know whether he deserved the chance to stay, but I'm happy to give him another chance. Yeah, me too. I feel like his involvement in Bake Off. If he gets through so many weeks, he's allowed like another two pounds added to his pocket money. <laughs> So as long as he stays in, yeah, as long as he stays in, his parents up the amount and it's all good. I think that makes sense. Like when you get cash for doing GCSEs. Yeah. Yeah. Those people didn't make any sense to me. (laughs) My mum was like, you get a GCSE. That is what you get. You get a qualification in life. You (laughs) don't need a tenner. Okay. (laughs) James was the one to go, but Sophie from Surrey was the star baker for the first time. I'm surprised she didn't get it before. She's been quite up there is she with one of Stephen. Your 
well, I'm in Surrey currently, so I mm. feel like I've got a bit of a closeness with Sophie. Yeah. She's also training to be a stunt woman, and that's very, very cool. She is super cool, and she does. Is she the one who does blacksmithing as well? That's Kate. Oh man, they're yeah. all just super cool. I know. Yeah, I mean, the ladies on it this year, they all just yeah seem awesome. Yang's still my favourite thing. Yeah, she's just yeah. She's, she's chill, best. you know. Do you think she had her scooter injury because she was carrying loads and loads of bags from the supermarket with her bake-off ingredients? Possibly. Which I'm sure they make them by themselves. They do. They ha- they actually practice. So at the beginning of this episode, we heard Stacy say to Paul about her steamed pudding. She'd practiced it 17, 17 times. times. Yeah, I remember that. Crazy amounts. She just might have had a lot of suet lying around. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a common problem for all of us? Does she keep cows? Oh, who knows? So, all in all, Pudding Week was a riot. No baking happened. Huge disappointment. Yep. Apart from gelatin poppy. I'm saying to that. Susie, thank you for coming on again this week. You're welcome. May I have savoury stuff next time? Oh, I can't promise it. If you enjoy the show, why not give it a few stars here on iTunes or tell me what you think over on Twitter. Find me at Greer Storm. Storm.